1: Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
0: And with
2: a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
3: Lindergaard making for his back pedal.
4: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Cast. We are five matches unbeaten. That is a five-match streak we are on, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, the Somerset Premier Cup does count, as does Yate Town in the FA Cup. So I'm joined this evening by uh, two other people who didn't attend the match this weekend. Mr Ian Perkins, who was a little closer than Mr Ben Barrett. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen?
2: Tired. Mm, bit snoozy. <sighs> I'm <laughs> a bit snoozy today. But fully, good though. Good though. But yeah. Snoozy.
3: Fully self inflicted. So, yeah. you know, I can't really complain about it.
2: So, what, what are your
4: excuses? My excuse was I was 250 miles away. So, that's not really a good excuse. But
3: uh, my excuse is that I was at a wedding on Friday. Oh, yeah, you weren't. Yeah. Which finished at midnight. And then we went in a hot tub in the cottage we had for a couple of hours. Blimey. Um, and then I spent Saturday recovering and <laughs> <laughs> spending a bit of time with some mates who I haven't seen since before the world went all a bit right. tits up. So, um, yeah.
4: Now, you, now you're making me feel bad for even asking you to explain <laughs> And yourself, you know
3: what? Right? Yeah. You know, we said how Ben needs to go to football for us to win. Yeah. I you think, wrong? yeah, I think I need to not go.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: For us to win. <laughs>
4: If anyone sees Ian under the H, have a word.
3: Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here?
2: What are you doing here? Yeah. You doing here? And, yeah. and
4: ben, you were geographically challenged as was I, weren't I? So um, we've and, got us
2: and employmently challenged as well. Yes, em, em,
4: emplo- <laughs> emplo- Employmentally challenged. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Well, I did. Well, uh, I did uh, have the pleasure of listening to it with uh, with Sheridan and Nick Crittenden. Uh, and did you uh, hear it in between? Whatever cricket it was you were listening to, Ben, or Greyhound Racing from Cambodia or somewhere?
2: <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got the Cambodian contract just yet. We're, we're, oh, we're okay with what we've got for now. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I strategically planned my off-air time for between three and five so that right. I could listen in specifically. Um, is Nick Crittenden the nicest man in the world?
4: I think he could be, yeah,
2: quite possibly. Just, just what a nice man. Yeah, Everything he says is nice.
4: He is a positive poly,
2: isn't he? I think he is. I just, I, I just, I think like he spends his Sunday. He probably pops to the local animal shelter and just cuddles lonely puppies. <laughs> That's it. Just a nice guy. Everything he says is nice. Yeah.
4: And if, just, if he doesn't do that, then he's gone down in my estimation now. Yeah. yeah, well, You're, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong.
2: You're not yeah. wrong. So yeah. yes, I did enjoy it. I did um, listen in um, and it was, it sounded good. I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know. I couldn't see it, but it sounded like it was all
4: good. Yeah. Well, how about then at that point, because none of us were there, how about we get a little word from someone who actually was there? So we've uh, got a roving reporter for a very brief uh, interview, Mr. Elliot Watts, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I think today's game is probably the best I've seen this season because it was a gritty, hard-fought win, but with some really nice football in there as well. We played really well in places. I thought Jordan Barnett, a left-back, was just magical. Really was. like Up and down, taking the ball off him and getting, starting the attack. Nice to see Staunton back in midfield as well. I think we miss that so much. So we aim having Wilkinson and Hunt back behind him. And Wilco's the best defender in the league. 100%. No-one else comes close. Yusuf played probably the, his best game that I've seen for us. I still don't think he's the best player. But he played well and his strike was a rocket, as was Knowles's two fantastic goals. Yeah, it was a solid three points i'm really buzzing actually for them today because they worked hard for that three points and they deserved it they didn't do the classic go back to 1-0 and you know leave it there or try and hold on for one all Leaving like we've seen they were pushing to get that second goal and quickly changed the game quickly was unbelievable when he came on they were hands all over him and he wouldn't bat an eyelid he looked so strong out there he won everything he did not miss a header when he came on the pitch today but probably the best part was the last five minutes. There was limbs. Actual limbs being thrown in front of the ball. Like whole bodies just diving in front of it. Stop stop shots. Thoroughly well deserved three points. And yeah, I'm happy I went. I'm and I'm buzzing for them. Really delighted. <laughs>
3: That was Elliot telling us his views on the afternoon at Hewish Park, um, which sounded like a fun fun little 90 minutes, I thought.
4: He um, loves a, a tough tackling left back, doesn't he? He just can't get enough of him. Carl Dickinson, he's now falling in love with Jordan Barnett. And What have we told people about falling in love with footballers?
2: Don't do it. Do don't do not it. it. not
3: do it. Um, um, but if they score worldies like Tom
4: Knowles, like, like Cristiano Ronaldo in his prime, Chris said, didn't he? AKA nicest man in football. We'll have to work that into a, uh, into a hashtag. I think nicest man in football.
3: I mean, the goal's drawn a bit of debate, hasn't it? I mean, admittedly, I've only seen it from the recording you sent of it. So I've seen it. <laughs> Me
4: recording my TV yeah, whilst so... they're recording a football match. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's like third. <laughs> there is. So, yeah. There is, there is a better version on the socials. BT Sport yeah. used it as their oh, grabber video. Yeah. So you can go to the YTFC Twitter feed and they have used a better version. If you want to have a look at it. Um, better than my TV. Than <laughs> I'm character's distant view of a television.
3: Correct. <laughs>
0: um,
3: yeah, so it, yeah, it seems to be um, some people said the keeper should have done better. Other some people?
4: people. Who other said that <laughs> then?
2: I don't know. Did someone say
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> what do we think then? Was it a, a lovely guy? I mean, the way he turns and skips past the defender and hits it looks looks lovely on a small screen through Dave's recording.
4: <laughs> he'd done a few before, hadn't he, according to the commentary. He'd had a, he, he'd had a few pops. So my, uh, the way I look at it was he was buying three lucky dips in the Euro Millions and one of them came off on him. That's what, that's what you have to do. If you don't buy a ticket, you don't win a lottery. And that's what he did.
2: You know, yeah, yeah, that is right. I, I think when, when I listened to it, and obviously the, the sort of immediate feedback was that this was going to be, this is one of the best goals we have seen at Hewish Park. I think Nick Crittenden called it one of the best goals I've ever seen live at Hewish Park. Um, and that made me think, crikey, I'm looking forward to this replay. And maybe it was because it was slightly oversold a bit. I could, I did watch it and go, well, I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's good, but uh keeper should be saving that, right? Now, I don't know whether keeper has been done for pace. He's been a bit blindsided, whatever it may be. But it's not like it's top bins, as the uh, cool kids say. Um, but it hit the back of the net, and that'll do for me any day of the week.
4: I'm pretty sure Ben told us he'd scored better goals than that, didn't he?
2: It's factually correct.
4: <laughs> Is it? Yep. <laughs> And I, then if anybody has got video of Coom St Nicholas third team from uh, two thousand and whatever fourth was, team, fourth team. <laughs> I mean, that's not even recorded off my TV, is it? That's. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: um, I think to be in the class of like one of the best goals ever, it has to go in off the bar and bounce back up into the roof of the net. Yeah. Like that, that's what I want from a
2: goal I from think distance. Bronca territory.
3: Who was the guy who scored it? Scored one of them. Johan Arquin, wasn't it?
2: He did, yes. Oh, I yeah. thought I I thought you were gonna go with Tony Yaboa then for a second. No.
4: Johan <laughs> yeah. no. Arquin's was on the volley as well, wasn't it? Was it on the volley?
2: Yes.
3: Uh yeah, I think it was, yeah. I mean it's no it.
4: Ollie Johnson at Trammere, but you know, it's close.
3: Ryan oh, Seager scored a good one, didn't he? In off in off the bar and back up into the net as well. In front of the fascist stand back in the day. Um, the winner was quite nice as well, wasn't it?
2: That was a pinger.
3: He smashed that.
2: I used a different phrase, didn't I? I won't say it because you have to press the button. I think
3: we, well, we've already said Thunder Bastard.
2: So. <laughs> oh. What was it we described as? An, inthi- an instinctive twatting.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you said he twatted it. And (laughs) we said he didn't really think about it as well. It was one of those moments where he just had to react. Although the angle I've seen it on Dave's TV looks like
2: it's offside. Oh, we are really picking holes, aren't we? (laughs) We're really going for picking holes. I don't don't think it's offside. It's an awkward angle. There's no way you can tell, really. None of their defenders
4: appeal, do they?
2: Yeah, there's none of the defenders. And because the ball is a bit of a long, long hoof almost the assistant referee has plenty of time to be in the right position for the flick-on. So I would trust the assistant to be in a good enough position to see if he is offside for that one. It's not like it's a a three-ball ricochet, a short pass. It's a long old hoof that's been launched. Lionel's got plenty of time to get there.
3: You have a lot more
2: faith in National League officiating than I do, Ben. Yes, I do. Yes, (laughs) uh, clearly. Um, But yeah, I I, I trust that he would have been able to get there for a 60-yard punt upfield.
4: And am I right in saying that the ball play forward that Quigley flicked on was from Grant Smith? I think we, that's what I remember. Rewind your little it. clip. No, you can't see it because it just shows it where it gets flicked on to. Um, it looks uh, like a
3: long ball up. Oh, and it, yeah. I think
4: it is Grant Smith. And that uh, that's something that I, they mentioned it on the commentary and I'd noticed it a couple of times. Grant Smith's kicking is actually Really, quite good. He's actually very um, precise with his kicking, and I'm not sure it's something that I've ever really noticed about a goalkeeper before. I've only really ever noticed the fact that you know, they can save goals. But, um, but yeah, Grant Smith's kicking—I think to remember as a—you know—not that we want them to be banging balls forward every five minutes, but as an option, it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's not a bad one, I don't think.
2: Is he the Edison of the National League? So it's Edison in goal. We've got Gareth <laughs> yeah. Bale on the left.
4: Twiglets at right back. Yeah. Twiglets at
2: right back, and Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> scoring worldies.
0: Yeah, Glover's <laughs> lit-
3: Well, we've got we've got the best defender in the National League back, according to Elliot, in uh, Luke Wilkinson.
4: Um, yeah. and, and, and we're due, due the difference. best
2: striker in the next two leagues due back in the end of the month.
4: Cool. Is it best striker or best back to goal striker? Let's not let's lump
2: everyone in together. It's fine. Okay. But you are absolutely right. It feels so feels so good to have Luke Wilkinson back, doesn't it? Because the options it gives us, the options it it does, it's amazing. You've got the ability just to to chuck Morgan Williams on. You feel a little bit more comfortable having Josh Staunton in front of the defense. And you've got all that game experience of Wilkinson. It is yeah, it's pretty huge. I, I I I do I do think we're going to look back on any period without Luke Wilkinson as being a bit iffy and for me I think that's a huge huge thing it was it was picked up by the gaffer after the game it's picked up by everybody that said anything to do with it it was part of um, Sheridan's five conclusions and for, for me I think it's yeah massive
4: Morgan Williams, by the sounds of it, as well. When he came on, he made a a, a crucial interception in like the very, very an injury time, didn't he? I think so. I think we said the other week there was good to have good options to bring off the bench. Sounds like Quigley uh, made a difference uh, when he came off as well. I think Elliot said there. Um, Sonny sounded like did did okay when he came on. So we have got some good good options coming off the bench now, which is which is um a plus, and we. Certainly going to need that.
2: We're also going to... It's interesting that we played two. It wasn't Quigley for Yusuf. Mm -hmm. So it's not just an option in personnel, but that's a tactical option that we can have a two and one flick on for the other. Yeah, that's handy. That's something I didn't think we were going to see maybe at all. Well, that's been
3: one of the criticisms of the manager, isn't it? You know, that doesn't change it and... Doesn't mix it up when things aren't going our way. So, you know, the opposite occurred on Saturday, which is good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. is. I think it's if you think that we've used Jordan Barnett in three or four different positions, we've used Josh Staunton in three or four different positions. We've used tactically Wakefield and Knowles very differently as part of a midfield four, as part of a midfield three, as part of a front three. It does seem that we are just starting without wanting to get too carried away, but we're starting to be able to react to things. You have a plan A and a plan A that either did or didn't work. A plan A worked against Stockport, it didn't work against others. And the fact that we've got a plan B to go to, I mean, we've seen plenty of football over the last, not just few years, but five, six, seven years, that we go one all there in the 68th minute, we lose that game. How how many times have we lost that game from that point there? We haven't. We've gone back and we've won it. We've not just, it's not like we even held on. We've gone and won the damn thing. That's huge for me. That's, that might be my biggest takeaway of of the whole game yesterday is that, is that we won a game we would have lost almost certainly under Darren Way and have lost a few times under Darren Saal even last season. Even this season. That,
3: you know, that, that run that was, um, you know, the four at home that were, disastrous you know those were games that you know if this had happened in October we may have um, fallen behind rather than struck back
4: so if we added context into this when we were losing can we add context into it now we're winning as well I know Ian (laughs) accused me of having a personality transplant on the last episode so (laughs) a little bit of negative uh, not negative Nelly necessarily but Look at the games that we've won. So I mean, if you take the last five, we had Woking, who were kind of a bit off form when the, when, when we beat them. Solihull, they were in, they were in decent form. So a point there was um, away from home as well was a was a very good result. Um, although they did have a player sent off. Yate and the SPc. So uh, huh? so did we? Yeah, well, they had a player sent off for first
2: by and 9 then, minutes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 9 minutes, in 9 minutes and uh and, and then Larkhall and Yate uh or Yate and Larkhall I should say yeah you should be you should be winning them and then yesterday uh we or saturday I should say we played a Eastley team who had got four points uh, away from home so they were they were rubbish away from home. We've now got Dagenham and Redbridge who have hit a little bit of ropey form recently but still seventh i think still in angelo
3: belanta scored a hat trick yesterday exactly
4: yeah yeah and then absolute and
2: then, bagsman
4: yeah <laughs> and then we got bromley who nicked a point at, at stockport uh at the weekend and uh then we've got dover haven't we at home and then and then we're away at, at wrexham so that next fortnight for me i think that is the one where after that fortnight you really know what we are if we're more than well, I say what we are. I know the manager's been talking up having little and read back, and that's gonna that's gonna make all the um, all the difference. So you know what this current set of personnel is. I mean, I will temper all of that negativity with a bit of positivity of saying um, what a way to go into those mm. four games. You wouldn't you you couldn't pick a better way to go into those four games and the one that we've we've had, I, I think. But is that unfair? Am I being unnecessarily negative there?
2: No, I think, it's, I, I think I completely and utterly agree. What I would say is that each time we face, especially with the league games, is that we feel like we're taking on somebody the next rung up the ladder. If we accept that Weymouth are complete tosh and we had them twice. Um, and then we went to Grimsby and played really well, apparently, again, didn't see it, but came away with a, a loss and then kind of reset ourselves. Woking, the worst of the lot recently, in the league, anyway, good solid 2 0 home win. Solihull, few extenuating circumstances with the red cards, with the change of uh, defense and whatnot. To come away from Solihull, I wonder if we're going to look back on that at the end of the season and go, Crikey, that was a good point. And then Town, potential banana skin, all the rest of it, dealt with it, swatted them away like flies, got going in. I know, I know we take the piss out of the Somerset Premier Cup and we, we semi joke about it, but. We've gone and got a job done there and actually given a few guys a few minutes and got Luke Wilkinson a few more minutes and all the rest of it and added Yusuf and players like that that's then led towards the next rung up the ladder, which is Eastley, who are a good side, but have their fallibilities, especially away from home. And now we have to go up the next rung of the ladder. As we go slightly further up the table, we're now looking at a couple of sides in the playoffs, in and around the playoffs. And if we want to be serious about being... "Quote in touch with the playoffs. We have to be able to go to Dagenham, to Bromley, and then eventually to to Wrexham, and basically try and get something. And in the midst of it all, thrashed over and get ready for a football league club coming down in the FA Cup as well. Big test, but that's the test we want. I'd much rather be going into these games with a couple of wins, with a couple of goals, with." You know, what was it, 338 minutes of... Oh, no, no, it'll be longer than that with the uh, Somerset Premier Cup. It'll be 428 minutes, give or take. I hope my math is all right without conceding.
4: That was... Uh, well, yeah, because Grimsby was the last goal before Saturday, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And he scored right at the end, didn't they? Yeah. So...
2: And I think
3: going into those games with Luke Wilkinson back in the team as well is a huge, a huge plus for us. Just because, like we said earlier, we've um, allowed to move Staunton forward and offer that protection yeah. in front as well. It just makes a difference, and it, you know it's an interesting dynamic now. They've we're back in a you know bit more of a diamond diamondy three in midfield situation. Um, you know before it was Staunton and Gorman, so it's you know, it's a bit of a change up with Worthy in there as well.
1: Yeah.
3: Won't be so easy to play against. I like having. Th- three in there really just to pad it out a bit and give you an option to get away. That's one of the things it felt like with a 4-4-2 was when we had, um, you know, if we cleared the ball, there wasn't always that option there to take it off. Whereas if Staunton picks the ball up on the edge of his own box, in theory, he should have two people he can pass to close by to help us escape and move it out.
2: And it seems like we're getting better at doing the different out balls. When going forward, we've seen being able to use the two wider players. I saw that against Woking. It was so, so easy. If you're under the cosh for five minutes, just to pop a ball beyond the fullback's head and just expect Wakefield and Knowles to get there or Harry and hustle and get towards the byline and earn a free kick or a throw in or a corner, whatever it is. And you suddenly relieve pressure. It feels like that we've kind of got out of our heads of that thing of sitting back and waiting for pressure. We've got an out ball. We've got a way of going forward. If it is a Joe Quigley flick to an Adi Yusuf running in behind, or whether it is Sonny Blue coming on and holding the ball and getting crunched and being creative and trying to buy free kicks and stuff, we're getting better at that bit, which is vital. If we are able to go to Dagenham and get a one nil lead, you're going to need those out balls. You're going to need to sort of soak up pressure, but then sort of take the foot off the pedal a little bit. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Dave. This is, this is a massive fortnight. If we, come out of this fortnight with nine ten points we'll probably be in and around the playoffs if we come out of it with none we'll be back to where we were at the start of October if we don't get something against Dover that is pretty poor isn't it (laughs) and and do you know what that's that's an interesting little thing because it's not that Dover game's right slap bang in the middle isn't it yeah it's perfectly feasible that you come off a an unlucky loss against Dagenham Bromley give us a hiding you've still got to be able to pick yourself up and go, to, go against Dover and know that you've got to spank them and beat them well because you've then got to go to Wrexham and host a, a football league club in the FA Cup. So that Dover game is massive in terms of making sure we get that win, almost regardless of what happens against Dagenham, Bromley and Wrexham.
4: Yeah. I suppose the really good thing about yesterday was the way we came back. The mm. fact that we came back, like you said before, and uh, and I think we saw that as Solly um, as as well, Ben. You know, they've got there's definitely a definite bit of steel to them, isn't there? And I know the managers made a point about how young the team is, and um, you know that they're not uh, that they're they they're all learning. But you, you you do feel that there is um uh, there is a resilience amongst them, isn't there? To use an overused phrase, so that's um that's a good thing, and that's going to be yeah very important in the next few next couple of weeks.
3: I think the other thing that's noticeable is the lack of injuries we're suffering, as well. Like I know Robinson, that sort of came out of the blue, Jack Robinson's injury. But other than other than that, you know, like Wilco, there's always you know there's always that lingering fear with Wilco. But we're managing the players quite well when you consider the hectic October we had and how many of those players we managed to keep fit
2: um, through that
3: entire schedule. And you know? we had
2: the option yesterday. Yeah. And we had yeah. the option yesterday that the manager said afterwards that all three substitutions were because of Knox. That wasn't an option last year. We didn't have the chance just to take three players off because they weren't feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. We had to just pray and hope that they made it through. We had to play Lawson Diath, even though he shouldn't have played, you know, it was that kind of season, but this season, as soon as one of them gets a knock, right, we've got an option. We can do something, right? Where's Sunny? Right, where's the next one? Where's the next one? So it does feel like we've just got, like I say, a plan B, maybe even a plan C, which is something that we haven't had in, in, in a long time. It's weird to be talking about, thinking about it in that way, because
3: at the start of the season when we had like 14 players and we couldn't put a bench together, you know, we were all a little bit panicky.
2: Yeah, we were, and then and then Mark Little goes, and Reuben Reid goes, and Alby's in America, and you are thinking, "Oh, crikey, have we got Ollie Hayes makes a bench, and Toby Stevens gets a few minutes here and there." But and again, credit to the gaffer, he did keep on saying, "I haven't got the resources to to go and get more people. We're just going to have to wait for these guys to start trickling back, and we we're only at the start of that. There is still two more to come, but two of the four that we were waiting on are back, and yeah." hopefully the others will be not a million miles away behind, around the corner absolutely
3: um fa cup a bit of breaking news where well, it's breaking news for us but it won't be breaking news for listeners tomorrow um stevenage parting ways with their manager alex alex revel
4: is alex
2: revel 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 Rebel.
4: Home counties, isn't it? you got to say it with a bit of flair.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Alexander Ravel. <laughs> it's like Mexican.
3: <laughs> Ravel, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's an interesting call. 48 hours before they face MK Dons in the FA Cup. So we'll find out this week who we're going to play on the telly.
2: Um, the favourite for the new uh, Stevenage manager has literally in the last minute on this Sunday Aaron
4: Ways, away are my army.
2: Oh no, it's far funnier than that. Oh,
4: right. Go on.
2: Mr. Graham Wesley. Gray Wesley. Yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, the read, didn't it? the read.
3: There's loads of, there's a load of comments under that announcement on Twitter saying, <sighs> is Wesley coming back to relegate us? Mm. He was the one who brought him up like, must be like a decade ago now, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, he took him up for the playoffs, didn't he?
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, I always think Graham Wesley is to Stevenage what Gary Johnson is to us. Because cause he is, when you look at his record at Stevenage, their, their big achievements have been done with him as manager. Uh, and obviously there's been lots of things, well, that he did. And I mean, Gary Johnson took us, well, he took us to the championship, out of the championship, and then pretty much took us out of League One, didn't he? So um, I think, um, yeah, it's... He, Graham Wesley is one of those managers that fit Stevenage in the same way. I think Gary Johnson fitted uh, fitted Yeovil. Not that they'll thank me for saying that. I'm sure. But. <laughs> where's 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 Darren Sarlin oh, in the odds then?
2: Oh, he's he's opened that can at worms, hasn't he? Um, um, there are there are a couple of names with uh, Yeovil Town links on the list. Um, Paul Tisdale is uh, twelve to one. He, of course, wants of this part of the world, uh, Russell Slade. Yeah, he's um,
4: not have a job, isn't he? Yeah.
2: yeah, he's too busy faffing around with people's data, isn't he? Uh, 25 to 1. There is there is one name that's missing off this list um, at time of recording. I'd hazard a guess that it won't be missing by the time this goes live. I will say nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people are, are William Hill listening to us, are they? Um, No, are the only people who have odds at the moment, like I say, this is 8.30 Sunday evening. and It is just literally 8.27. I think it landed. Bet Victor are the only people that have any kind of list. So by the time this goes live, there will be probably more lists. Um And yeah, I would, I'd hazard guess there's a name that will probably go on there. Can walk into any job he likes. <laughs> oh, no. I...
4: <laughs> I know it's Darren you're thinking of. Yeah, it. not
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, both Darren Purse. <laughs> you're
4: thinking of yeah, Darren Purse.
2: <laughs> we have a lot of Darrens, don't we? We do, yeah. Yeah,
3: what's the space? Feels like an interest. Feels like an interesting time. You know, Carlisle was a long way away, but <laughs> <laughs> Stephen is a little bit closer.
2: Yeah, it is. You're right.
3: Is there anything else going on, or should we go to the questions? Um
2: I don't think it oh. is. Oh go on. Um he Poppy shirts. Shirt. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna get a bid for Josh Daunton's, aren't I?
4: Can, yeah, can I say if anyone does buy Josh Thornton's shirt instead of Ben, please can you send it to him? He'll yeah. be uh <laughs> he'll be very upset if he doesn't get it. And the same with Ian with Tom Knowles as well. Correct, yes, yeah. yeah. Can I just say, Ben is the only one of the three of us wearing a poppy today, and uh, massive uh, respect for that. I do, have, I do have two of those pins somewhere with 2021 on.
2: You
3: can't even oh, see it. Look at it. It's,
4: it's on your collar. It's behind you.
2: I had to, I had to record some videos at work, and only my, say, yeah. only my shoulders are in, so I can't have it too low, oh, otherwise it doesn't see. show. So I have to have it there on the little collary bit. So yeah, yeah, there you go.
4: I did um I did uh, enjoy the uh, Grimsby fans. There was a the the Grimsby podcast that we spoke to the other week um were going live from um oldershot. They were at Oldershot, which as I know, obviously having been born and raised there, uh <laughs> is the is the home of the British Army. So when it comes to Remembrance Day, yeah, nobody does it like Oldershot, does it? And the uh the um uh, the Grimsby podcaster went live outside the ground and start dest- described Aldershot as like uh, like an opium factory there's that many poppies he said so <laughs> I don't know if it's the same way you are but there are a lot of poppy just like lining the roads where I am as well so I think it's because I've moved to a slightly upper class part of uh, the northwest of England uh, since last uh, Remembrance Day but
3: yeah, yeah. I mean being a, being in the village next to an airbase,
4: yeah yeah you'll have a lot of poppies as well will not you
3: yeah, and yeah. Um, even through Yeovil, there's a lot in uh, the Quidam and the High Street and stuff.
4: No opium factories, though, in the Quidam.
3: Uh Certainly none signposted.
4: A few vacant units, you never <laughs> yeah, know, do you? Yeah, yeah. You seen Breaking Bad?
3: Who knows what's going on in Beals. That's a, <laughs> it's a big old it's a big old uh, site. Easily sneak in there and, you know, start... Start Start something up. Mass
4: producing crystal meth, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Out of Beals. Always used to be called Denner's when I was a kid.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was Dennis when I was a kid.
4: Same place, Dennis.
3: It it was the only,
4: it was a shop that had
3: the real Santa.
4: The real Santa was in Dennis.
3: Yeah. You know, when you used to go and see Father Christmas. Yeah. It was a, you know, he was a real one.
4: Right. You
3: know, did, not...
4: and, and how did you check his credentials?
3: Well, he didn't have a fake beard. He had a real beard.
4: Oh, right. Oh, is that so, what you, you need know, to that's... be the real Santa, is it? I
3: think so. When You know, when you're a kid. Right. That's that's Anyone all it requires. Been...
4: I mean, probably shouldn't go too much further with this in case there are any young people watching, but yeah. <laughs> watching. Watching, listening. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Ben. <laughs> the resident young person on here.
2: i have got uh, I've got some horrible news, for you guys, about the Tooth Fairy. No, no. I don't want
4: to wear it.
3: <laughs> Should we take some questions? There might be some crisps and confectionery ones in there.
4: I so, hope there anything is. about the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny?
2: He's not real either.
4: <laughs> God's sake, Ben. Break my heart. Go I'll on, questions.
3: Okay. We're starting with a Christmas one, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, Joey Chinnick. With Ben sounding so keen for Christmas in the last podcast, are you guys going to do a mini secret Santa? If not, what would you guys get each other as a surprise?
4: We can't really do a secret Santa if there's three of us coming. One of us will get (laughs) ourselves, surely. (laughs) We might all end up with ourselves, I don't know.
3: What would you buy yourself, Dave, if you got yourself on a secret Santa? What would you?
4: I would buy myself a life-size cutout of Ruben Reed. (laughs) <laughs> I just stand it next to me, and he can look he can look menacingly at leaving me while I'm, while I'm recording this.
3: yeah <laughs> I get
4: Ben something spam related. Yeah, probably. In fact, a friend of mine makes. No, uh, some somebody I work with, who i probably a friend of mine as well, uh, makes uh, face masks, and she told me that she had uh, various different um, food brands. So I might be able to get you a spam face mask. How about that?
3: Ben's looking at, down the down the line at a spam gift set, isn't he? <laughs> you go yeah. to B and M now, and they'll start having a yeah a box set with spam in. Yeah. Right next, right next to the links Africa. <laughs> maybe, maybe links and
2: spam could have a collab.
4: Oh god, spam flavored links.
2: There you go. Do people All
4: still right. buy links, or is that just? Yeah, <laughs> you can.
2: I still get them. So someone is. <laughs> yeah.
4: Just imagine that, Ben. Like with with spam flavored deodorant, you'd have like cats following you around, wouldn't you? <laughs> Start trying to throw yourself in a fryer. <laughs> uh, but that would be a, but, but I would buy Ian for if I got Ian a secret centre I'd buy him a ticket to the Derby uh, so he doesn't have to give any money to Scott Priest
2: <laughs> I thought you meant Arsenal Spurs then
4: oh no <laughs> I wouldn't give him a ticket for that that'd be bloody expensive wouldn't it <laughs> no. uh, yeah I'd get him get me seat under the H under the H flat not for Harry <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ah, it's a what bit. What about a, you? What are you buying me? It's a bit of a thinker, this one, isn't it? This yeah. question—it's hard to think about that when you're still sort of sleep-deprived. Um, what Did should we get, Coatsy? Apple. Coatsy needs another Yeovil town shirt hanging behind him. I probably do, actually.
4: Yeah, this one—the the one I've got there has got Tom Bradbury's name on the back of it. I oh, bought wow. it in the. Uh, I bought it in the. Uh... That's the playoff, final, playoff semi-final one, as worn by Tom Bradbury. In fact, I'll show you. You, you, you won't be able to this see this. is going this, to make great break.
3: audio, this. Like, <laughs> it's picking up the hangar. It does indeed say Bradbury 19 on the back. There we go.
4: go. Bradbury 16.
3: 19.
2: Oh, 19. Oh, yeah, 19. <laughs> it's back to front on the camera.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
2: not back to front in front of you. No, well, I wasn't
4: looking at it, was I? I was holding it up to you.
3: Bradbury 61. Yeah. <laughs> you need a right-sided centre-back shirt to go with that one, I think.
4: Who could that be? Who's, who's a right-sided centre-back? Wilco. Yeah. There I'd, we go. Have, I'd have Wilco's. Maybe I'll bid on Wilco's and uh, <laughs> and I'll send it to you to send it to me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, It's a bit tragic, isn't it? Did we answer that one? No, I
2: don't think so. I have no idea what I would yeah, buy. I'm, are we doing I'm, a
4: secret Santa?
2: Well, you no, I... said it wouldn't really work.
4: <laughs> Maybe we could ra- We we could uh, have a, run a prize for a listener to um uh, to join the secret Santa. Then there'll be four people.
3: Yeah, whoever's on the quiz, whoever's yeah. winning whoever's... the quiz at a certain
4: time. Yeah. Have you got the, the the leader? Have you got the Hall of Fame up yet, Ben? Uh, no,
2: I, I haven't. No, I haven't. Sorry, I've got, I've got the bit of paper somewhere. But yes, <laughs> right, coming soon then. Speaking
3: yes. of, it's
2: not really. Well,
3: we sort of mentioned about stats in terms of the Quiz Hall of Fame. Um, Paddy at Property Starter, the OG, asks, <laughs> "Does anybody have any stats for games one with Wilco playing versus without Wilco playing? I bet his win ratio would be high." Ben?
2: Hiya. <laughs> um, yes. Why do this you think se-
4: Ben's got a stat?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. Here, yeah, This season he has played in seven, he has won five, he has drawn zero, and been on the losing side twice. One of which, is, of course, is that anomaly fixture against Kingsland that was all just a bit of a faff. <laughs> so, five out of seven will do. He's won five-sevenths of his game games with us. That's also a very good rating.
4: Five out of seven. Yeah, that is a good rating. Presumably, one of the the other defeat is the Chesterfield one, where he only played half an hour.
2: Um, That's where he came, went off, wasn't it? Yeah. Came off, off against didn't
3: he? So have yeah. you? So and have you got our uh, results without him?
2: Uh, yes, played the rest, won a couple, drawn none, <laughs> lost some more. <laughs> yeah.
3: So we've half That's answered that right. one. Yeah. Yeah there you go Paddy I've been, I've been very busy at work it's fine yeah Paddy you can do the research on that one
4: yeah <laughs> that doesn't include the Somerset Premier Cup does it you played oh, against no. Larkhall, Ben come on if we're taking this competition yeah, seriously sorry, let's played, take it
2: seriously played 8-1-6 drawn none lost two
4: thank you
3: <laughs> Chris Fox in Gloves asks who's everyone's still current... not wearing
4: gloves that man
3: <laughs> who's everyone's current player of the season so far Ben? That's obvious.
4: <laughs> I love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your player of the season currently, Ian? I love you, Tom. <laughs> uh, no,
3: I don't think it can be Tom. He's only just hit form, hasn't he?
4: He has. He has only just hit form.
3: I um, can't argue with Ben's choice. No. I think he's been... um Yeah how good would we have how much better would we have been with him last season
4: yeah very true
3: no he's just yeah i think i don't think we quite realized what a player we had until we've seen him this season and just having to go from midfield to defence and now back to midfield
2: yeah
4: we are talking about so, just do here, aren't we i noticed we haven't actually named him yet although everybody knows ben's feelings towards him
3: yes
2: Who's yours? Is he yours as well? Or?
4: I'd say Josh Staunton, yeah. But honourable mention for Jordan Barnett, I think. Yeah, i have got an
2: honourable mention in for Charlie Wakefield. And i and Charlie Wakefield.
3: To, to say an honourable mention to Dan Moss.
4: Yeah, great, Dan Moss as well, cool. yeah. If you Grant want Smith. To yeah. Just for the shag of hips. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: hips don't lie. I don't
4: know. It was the referee, wasn't it? The referee on Saturday was the same ref that last booked him when he was... Dry-humping Brandon Goodship. <laughs> <laughs> There's a title here. Dry-humping. <laughs> Either that or something about the Easter Bunny.
3: If Brandon Goodship gets, like, Google alerts for his name coming up or something then tomorrow, <laughs> you see.
4: Dry-humping Brandon Goodship.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Uh, yeah. The young pretender Andy Craig asks, In 90 minutes... How many bears could
2: Bear Grills grill if Bear Grills could grill bears? Exactly fifty percent of the amount of wood that a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. The maths work out equal, however you work it out.
4: I, I wouldn't bet back Bear Grills against any bear. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, has he
2: already
3: caught the bear? Are the bears already caught? Has he got to find the bears? Yeah. Con- context
4: oh yeah i don't i i, I don't rate bear grills his ability to catch a bear let alone
3: uh grill one, one. Yeah. <laughs> has he There's got your build, answer has he got to build the grill has he got to build the bear exactly
4: <laughs> i mean
3: uh another one from foxy here actually ugh. after the last still not few, wearing gloves no after the last few pods it's been noticed that dave has been mentioning darren way a lot so, <laughs> The question is <laughs> The
4: quiz was about players that play for Darren Way.
3: <laughs> his coat Darren Way's number one brackets only fan.
4: Well, I think Darren Mr. Way Fod- on only <laughs> <laughs> blimey. No no no. Don't go there. <laughs> wow.
2: Was I was thought only half dry up in Brandon
4: was bad, but <laughs> that's a do, horrific though.
3: <laughs> we do need a discussion about, you know, Darren only Way fans. the the oh. player versus yeah. Darren Way, the manager.
4: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be the only fan of... Uh... <laughs> now you got that in your head <laughs> yeah, I, was... I, I wouldn't be the only fan of Darren Way, the player. Darren Way, the player, was excellent. Darren Way, the player, would, would probably walk into uh, a lot of uh, all-time Novatown teams, I think. But Darren Way, the manager, was completely out of his depth, wasn't he? More out of his depth than Wayne are in this division. So, yeah. Oh, it's no. a double whammy yeah i don't think uh i i think mr fox has known me long enough to know my real feelings about darren way but uh yeah do you think he's poking you a little bit there? Has it's triggered, triggered you he's 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 worked isn't he yeah <laughs> i can't remember what was it triggered me last time i can't i can't remember it was something there's always something isn't there
2: uh, i'm really sorry if anyone's eating their cornflakes on monday morning thinking yeah. about darren way on OnlyFans. <laughs> another title coming up there, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
3: a question from Tom. What were all of your first Yeovil games and were you hooked from the start? 93? 1993.
4: 18, 18, 1893. <laughs> Two
3: years before the inception of Town Of football, football. yeah.
4: <laughs> 1993. I think it was 93, we drew two all home to Kidderminster, Mark Shale scored, I think, and no, it didn't make me hooked, because I, I I hardly went to much of that season, and I think I went a little bits of the season after, probably got to the mid-90s before I was actually hooked, I think, but. Yeah, I was I was in and out. The early nineties were not generally not a very good place to be. So I was uh, I was probably a bit in and out. But that was that was my my first game. I certainly wouldn't call myself hooked after that though.
2: Just slow burner. Mine was what was the year we played Wimbledon in pre season? Ninety nine.
3: Yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. I've got the programme in a. Regular Wimb-
2: actual Wimbledon Actual Wimbledon, Neil Sullivan, Crazy Gang Wimbledon Yeah, I right. um, can't remember that, one. It was that It was that pre-season That wasn't the first game, there was a pre-season game A couple of games before it that I went to And I think they were possibly wearing red um, And I can't put my n- finger on who exactly it was Bournemouth, then, played Bournemouth a lot in pre-season Maybe Bournemouth, might have been Cheltenham um, But I went to the Wimbledon game And then we played Fulham that same pre-season. And I remember standing outside at Hewish Park for longer than was entirely necessary for Stan Collymore's autograph after the game. Stan Collymore. You did you get it? Yes, yeah. I did. And Chris Coleman.
3: Yeah, he it um, for Fulham, didn't
2: he? Yeah. And um, for Wimbledon, at the time, they, they, brought, they must have brought so many subs because they were like right along the side of the pitch. And um, so all like all the kids, me included, were going up with our autograph books because selfies weren't a thing in those days. And going down the line and getting everyone's signature. And I remember the two goalkeepers, Neil Sullivan and Marcus Hanneman, were next to each other. And I, was, I got both of their autographs. I might even have it here somewhere.
3: We played Wimbledon on the 21st of July,
2: 1999. So who did we play just before that? Because the one before that was my... Um, first game, and I remember saying to possibly my dad or someone, oh, they're playing Wimbledon in a couple of weeks.
3: Uh, So we played East Coker on the 17th of July.
4: Uh, I was at that game.
3: And we won 11-1. Yeah. And we played... Now, I don't know if this is Gillingham or Gillingham. I reckon it might be Gillingham. Yeah. Because we lost at home 1-2. Yeah, lost 2-1. And then, yeah, Wimbledon we lost 4-2-2. Who scored the two, Ben? Seeing it was your first game. Did Ben Smith get one? No. Not idea of them. Two summer signings. Two of the four summer signings we made that season. Mason Eaton. Yeah.
4: Foster. Aiden yeah. Foster. Yeah. Who were the other two summer signings?
3: Uh, we talked about these the other day. David, Nor- David Norton. Yeah. And.
4: The other one should be the easiest one. Give That's it, yeah. David Norton. That's a, that's a good bit of memory, that is.
2: And and the answer is no, I wasn't particularly hooked. The, the, I was hooked from the trophy final onwards. That was the one that hooked me. Um, but, yeah, I'd been in bits and pieces from that point on. Mine was a
3: pre-season friendly against Swindon the season before that. And no Yeovil player scored because they scored an own goal. Oh, yeah, uh, we we drew one all, um, and I mean, I probably I don't think I was hooked, but we did go, we we carried on going. So <laughs> it was sort of just bills isn't it? It snowballs, and it was a good time to start, really. You know, a couple of years of average, and then in came Webb, and it all got a bit exciting. Then Gary Johnson came in, and it all got very exciting. Uh, next question is from Adam Barrington. Was Saturday against Eastleigh our strongest starting
2: eleven? Um, Adam Barrington is the one who wants to have a go at the quiz, by the way. If I seem to remember correctly, yeah,
4: I've got him. Don't worry, he's in. He's in for Thursday.
2: Good man, excellent. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it probably is. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah I think. Well, we, we talked about our strongest eleven, didn't we? And the only change I've got is. Reed is in my strongest eleven.
2: Yeah, well, I was the same as you. Sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. So is still, Coatesy still four four two at at the moment, isn't he? Dinosaur.
4: <laughs> what kind of dinosaur would I be if I was a dinosaur?
2: Um, you are. I've got you down. To... Well, you work with you work with aeroplanes, so I think you're a flying dinosaur. Yeah, a pterodactyl. <laughs> pterodactyl. Possibly, yeah, or a Tyrannosaurus. Tyranodon? Right.
4: Yeah. Can I not be one of what are those ones um, with the really thick skulls that, that on the latest Jurassic Park like smashes their way through with a head? Can I not be one of those?
2: <laughs> the one with the big thing, the big boulder at the back on the tail. Ankylo- uh, Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus.
4: Uh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of. I um, will I'll, I'll come back to it, but um, yeah, it's got a big thick skull. I'll be one of them instead. <laughs>
3: Okay, all right.
4: <laughs> if you were a dinosaur, what dinosaur would you? Be? No, let's not get that. <laughs> I
2: don't What's know. What's your favourite dinosaur? That one Ian, with Ian, the big thick skull. Ian, you have a Ian, you have a a small, small child. You must not have dinosaur experience. I have a small child. Um,
3: Freddie likes Triceratops because of Classic. Power Power Rangers mainly. Um, it was you know partial to a t-rex as well yeah. as we all are you know of course we are he's yeah. it, yeah. yet to you know yet to experience the velociraptors and jurassic park and all that type of stuff but we'll get a, there
4: a pachycephalosaurus
2: pachycephalosaurus, I think pachycephalosaurus. yeah yeah.
4: Okay. yeah yeah
2: yeah looks like he's wearing a, a swim cap
4: that's it yeah <laughs> yeah big uh big big thick skull yeah i'll be one of them okay yeah okay.
2: Good. Uh, James
3: Churchill asks, "Who'd win a fight between Nathan Jones and Colin Pluck?"
4: Not even a question. <laughs> Colin, any, anyone who's got a chant that they are a fucking mentalist, is, 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 there can only be one winner, can't there? Yeah, definitely yeah. going to have to press the button now. But yeah, uh, Jimmer <laughs> Ben literally rolled his eyes at me. Then <laughs> literally did.
2: <laughs> no, I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, that's my thinking face. I think whilst I wouldn't want to see Pluck versus Jones in a standard fight, I think if we're going to start getting steel cages and stuff involved, and we start, you know, AEWing this stuff right up, get some chair shots, got the tables. I think that could be really interesting. I'd watch that. I'd I'd, I'd watch that on pay-per-view. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Pluck for a belt, for a title. Would it
4: be Pluck or Miles, though?
2: Um you get more you get more nickname miles out of Miles. Yeah. So you probably got a miles. I don't know. There's a nice <laughs> pluck rhymes or something. It does. <laughs> that's that's more ECW. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh Jimmer has asked uh there's a couple of questions here. Not denying knows his goal was a good one, but with Ben being a goalkeeper, does he think the keeper should have done better?
4: Yeah, hang on a minute. Now, You're this a is... goalkeeper
2: goalkeeper slash I, if I was ever on football manager Just I'd goal scoring centre forward right? <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. going to
4: say prolific goal scorer plus goal goalkeeper if,
2: if I was on football manager I'd be a striker but you'd like you'd go to the goalkeeper rating and I'd have two instead of one everyone else has what I'd have the Phil Jagielka two that if absolutely necessary I could go in goal but I was always a bit short so yeah um, we've, yeah, we, he maybe he should have done yeah a little bit but it was a, it was a rocket, so, no.
3: And he also asked best chocolate bar.
4: This is gonna get fiery. Oh, I feel
2: it is nearly selection box season, isn't it?
4: Yeah. Can I say crunchy? I
2: hey, I, I'm
3: right, I'm right with you.
4: I'm a big fan of a crunchy. Yeah. Can I'm I? Right with
3: you. Can I say Dairy Milk with crunchy bits in? You know the ah, the big.
4: I'd go for that. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't,
3: I'm not a big fan of a crunchy. But no. I'll easily pack away one of those two-pound bars of dairy so,
2: with crunchy in it. Is your is your issue with crunchy the chocolate to honeycomb ratio? Then basically,
3: yeah, probably.
2: Yeah,
4: you can get crunchy bites as well, can't you? Which are just literally that—just small bits of chocolate with that in. Yeah, yeah. Or or uh, McFlurry, crunchy McFlurry, also mm.
2: good. Don't okay. hate a dime bar either.
4: Oh, have you, have, a dime have you bar? Tried- that is a retro reference. You don't see them anymore, do you?
2: Have you tried the flavoured ones? The the uh latte version of a dime bar. D bloody beautiful.
4: A latte D- version.
2: D beautiful. D beautiful. Yeah.
3: <laughs> have you uh double deckers? I'm a, not a fan. Mm, okay.
4: I'd leave them out of the uh what selection box are they in dinky deckers? I'd leave them out. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch them.
3: They're in miniature heroes, aren't they?
4: Miniature heroes, yeah. They're my part. they're like Palmer Violets. They just deserve to stay F- in the box. F-
3: they just stay F- in the box
4: and do think about what they've done.
3: Can we get a bounty question in here? What?
4: <laughs> no. No.
3: Uh-uh. Brilliant. That's good. The last one. one. May as well get rid of them from the celebrations. What's the point?
4: Correct. You know what I, mean? I throw them away as well.
3: Cool. Well that was surprisingly unanimous on that one. I feel well,
4: we are together. We've have, we haven't we haven't we haven't spoken before this, have we? We've uh, we haven't aligned our thoughts.
2: It's got it's got to the point now where I try and avoid the questions until we record so I don't overthink them and I feel like I give a natural <laughs> response.
3: Yeah. Um there's another question. Has anyone else noticed the lack of cheesy footballs in shops these days?
2: Correct. Yeah. They're normally next to the twiglets in the big tubs. And these things get smashed.
4: Oh, yes.
2: You can no, I do love here. one of
4: that. A tin of twiglets. Yeah.
2: Tin of twiglets. Big fan of a tin, tin of twiglets. And the cheesy footballs are always next to the twiglets. And they're not there at the moment. At the moment, there's just some stupid little cheesy savory things. And they're rubbish. So bring back well, cheesy I footballs. I don't mind a cheese savory. You, yeah, but you only need two. And then it's like, you're, it's like you're eating clay. Okay.
4: Have you ever eaten clay to know the difference?
3: <laughs> Who put my pot of clay next to the cheese savouries? <laughs> that's not hummus. <laughs> I think that's all of them. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Rounding off with Cravelli and the uh, cheesy footballs.
4: Cravelli and the cheesy footballs. The uh, Yeah, it's a, it's a 1990s band, if ever there was one. <laughs> Shall so I just do a
2: check of the Stevenage manager situation just to make sure no other names have been added? Yeah, let's close out with that. Uh, yes, no other names have been added. Just Graham Wesley, yeah? Yeah, Graham Wesley. That's it, the only name.
4: Well, good luck, Stevenage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wonderful. Cheers, lads. Cheers, team.
2: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dox slams it in.
3: Lindergaard, making Forrest backpedal, Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection,
2: it's Aaron Davis. he could win it, he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh and it's an opening goal, what a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead.
3: Stansfield, good turn away
0: from Trott, goal!